my goodness. That's right, it's the best show. It's the best show here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the best show. It is uh, uh, the evening in late September of 2017. And we got a full show for you tonight. Podcasting Hall of Fame induction ceremony later in the show. Which podcasts will be honored? Which podcasts will become immortal? Find out later in the show. Surprise guest in a matter of minutes is going to call in. All sorts of other stuff. Phone number 201-332-3484. What a show. I'm going to tell you this right now. What a show. What a show. You put this against these other podcasts, man. They, they, they can't even, they can't even stay on their feet compared to what we're doing tonight. Get ready. The best show is here for you on a Tuesday night. Like we always are, best show. That's wrong. What? Who put that in there? Oh, I'm going to wrap somebody's knuckles. I tell you, somebody's going to get wrapped across the knuckles. I gave a nice stirring intro and then the wrong song played. It's the best show. Here, Tuesday night. Get ready. Look out. Have fun. Stay cool. Relax. Best show. Good sign or a bad sign? It's just, don't worry. CD. Don't worry, dude, yeah.
Press Show back here Tuesday night. Three hours of mirth, music, and mayhem. What's going on, everybody? My name's Tom. I'm the host of the best show here with you. Later in the show, very exciting, the 2017 Podcast Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I realized there was no chance I'd ever win anything in my entire life. So I figured I'd do the only thing I could do in that situation, start my own Hall of Fame. I don't know, we'll see if I uh if the best show gets uh any any recognition, who knows. I don't know. What I do know is that we just heard something from this new record by Hound. What'd you think of that, Mike? Rockin'. Rockin'. A that AP Mike. Put that on the sticker. Oh. Rockin'. Now this new record. This is hot stuff, man. This thing. These guys ain't messing around. It's called Born Under 76. New album. Hot stuff, man. That song was called Two Horns. That's right. Two Horns. Best show. Best show themed. And Perry's here tonight. Perry's hanging out tonight. We'll bring him in and out uh, throughout the evening. We'll talk to Perry from uh, Hound. Got an exciting uh, surprise guest coming up in a couple minutes. What else did I want to tell you before uh, surprise guest time? Oh, that's right. The uh, Kurt Vile, our friend Kurt Vile, and Courtney Barnett are playing uh, together. They have an album coming out together. Can't wait. And they're touring together. And they're playing uh, a show in. Uh, Jersey City. Our own Jersey City. What do you think about that, Mike? Ugh. This guy is a big bummer. What is that? Monday, November 6th. And I will give a pair of tickets uh, to that show. Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile live at the landmark Lowe's Theater in Jersey City, Monday, November 6th. Tweet at the show. I'm not I'm not on Twitter, so I can't see it. I'll let uh I'll let uh, uh Dudio and Pat be the judge on it. Tweet out why you should get the tickets, and at the end of the show they'll select someone. How's that sound? Alright guys, and use the hashtag for tonight's show, which is, uh, 
which is what? It's the uh, Podcast HOF, Hall of Fame. Podcast HOF. So tweet why you should get the tickets, and at the end of the show, we'll uh, give a, a pair of tickets to a lucky winner. To see Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile live in Jersey City. Very exciting. What a what a an exciting show tonight, right? We got Mike here, Dudio, Pat, Perry from Hound is is uh, here. It's a regular who's who tonight, and I'm being told to go to the hotline. Because it's only getting better. I'm being told to go to the hotline because the wattage, the star power, has just gone up exponentially, is what I'm being told. Go to the hotline. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, it's Nathan Fielder. Hi. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah, this, is, this is Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder, how are you, my friend? Um, I am great. It is such a pleasure to be calling the best show. You, there's a, if there was a Mount Rushmore, what would we call it? Mount Laughmore, right? Mount Laughmore. Let's say it's Mount mm-hmm. Laughmore, right? Okay. These are the faces on Mount Laughmore. Joe Ro not Joe Rogan, no. Um, I don't know who else is on it, but you're on it. Oh, that's really sweet. Probably Thanks, probably like Laurel and Hardy and you and some other person. I don't know who. Oh, wow. I don't what know. An honor. Are Laurel and Hardy good? Is that good? I don't know. They're, uh, they're very old. Old-timey. <laughs> it's very old. I And sometimes that means it's good. Sometimes that just means... They kept their the the films that they made in a in a in a dry place, and they didn't get destroyed. And right, that's how you're remembered. That it's just like keep your stuff in a in a clean, dry place, and maybe then people will think you're the best just because your film didn't crumble. Is there anyone like that who was kind of a legend, but none of their stuff? survived and so people are just starting to get skeptical that they were even talented after a while i don't know it seems like it seems like if history is controlled by the victors wouldn't it be a victory to keep your film dry and like that would be like working toward that goal like i i don't know i watch this old stuff i start to glaze over sometimes I don't know what's good with that stuff. Well, it's not current, right? So a lot of entertainment has to be of the now. And so you watch that stuff, and it was significant at the time, right? But then now people don't think it's funny. Well, because you think about where I'm coming from, the things I like now. I like Groupons and fidget spinners, and those are the things I'm all about. Yeah. And I just don't see them in those old movies. I see them pushing pianos up hills or whatever they're doing. 
Right, right. So you're looking to kind of see modern things in these old movies. If Laurel and Hardy were arguing about who could make a fidget spinner go longer, I think I would be into it. I think I would, too. <laughs> and if it was in 3D. It would need to be in IMAX 3D, and it's Laurel and Hardy with fidget spinners. I feel like we're close to that, though. I feel like we're close to getting to the point where they can do that. Where they, I think they'll be taking a lot of, you know, old characters and kind of just, you'll be able to kind of imagine it, right, with the VR is that how it works? I think so, yeah. I, uh, I saw a VR presentation, uh, that, uh, uh, my, uh, the, my friend, the guy who d did the cartoon Adventure Time came to the studio a few months ago and brought this V, this VR setup. And, and then I put the goggles on and it was really, it was really intense. I kind of, I don't know if I could handle something like that on a regular basis, like like the idea that a, you're underwater and then a giant whale goes over your head. Like, yeah, I tried one of those too, where I was I, I was floating above the water and then a big wave comes, and it actually was a little scary. My heart started to race. Yeah, I I think um, I also feel like with. With virtual reality, and look, this could be something for season five of uh, your show. No, I'm kidding. That's horrible thing to say. Well, you don't know, Tom. But who knows? But think about this: the virtual reality will never work as long as people feel like they're not going to get punched while they're wearing the goggles in a room full of people not wearing goggles. Right. I think it does that, 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 that. Is that what you're thinking about? Yes. That someone's going to hate you? Yes. I couldn't help. I, th <laughs> I thought someone would just do that thing where they get on their hands and knees and you step backwards and fall yeah, over yeah. them. Like virtual reality does, cannot succeed until people don't feel stupid or vulnerable doing it. Who are the people you hang out with that, that do that to you? Look. It's the thing is they're all, they're an all right group. You you've met Mike before who who is here. So Mike hits you when you're No, I just wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past him is what I just want to say. He might see an opportunity, not be able to resist and then just kind of like I don't think he would literally trip me or or get on his hands and knees so I fell over him. But he would. I think I could picture him sliding the coffee table in my path. Mm. Something. Something. Mike and I just had a a little catch up when I called. Oh, that's nice. We that's hadn't nice. spoken in a while. It was really brief, just like twenty seconds. Then he yeah. put me on hold. Yeah, it's. Uh, so it was like you're like. He seemed like he didn't really want to have small talk a little bit. I think he's a little scared. He's a little scared. He. Uh, but he he could have been busy just doing it. Busy with stuff there that you oh, have him doing. He's so busy. You should just see him. It really, he's real. It's real. It's like Minority Report when he's just spinning all the information around and doing all that stuff. Except with, 
one with a notepad and a couple phone lines that he's responsible for. So, look. And now what's he writing on the notepad? He'll write down just like what he's like. I think he's writing down. They're probably figuring out a pizza order out there now. And he's probably debating what he wants on half of the pizza. Because he declares half of it his. Even though there's like four people here, Mike orders toppings for half. The pie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And so the other people have to split half with their toppings? Some, everybody else gets to choose or uh, on the other half, yeah. But Mike... Is there, is, is Mike a vegetarian? No, no. Mike, uh, he's a meat lover. Are there any vegetarians there in the group? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I eat, uh, uh, fish, I don't eat meat, so I, I try to just, uh, look, I'll only have one piece of this pizza, I don't, usually by the time I'm done with the show, it's sat there for two and a half hours, it's all co- coagulated, and, uh, I'll choke down one slice. These guys, we, well, these guys had hot, piping hot pizza all night long, wings, they get whatever they want out there, you should see it. It's like a CC's yeah, well, pizza. I wish I, it's like a CC's pizza up in here. Um, but look, this is not why you're here, Nathan Fielder. Well, kind of. I wanted to talk to you. No, I catch uh, up a little. Yeah, I appreciate it. But this is what I want to say to you. Your show. This is why you're on Mount Laughmore. Your show, Nathan, for you. This is a Hall of Fame quality show. This shows. It, it, it and and finally. The wait is over. Season four is coming out this week. This Thursday, is that right? Yeah, that's right. This Thursday, the long-awaited season four of Nathan for You is is back. How many episodes are there this season? Well, last week we had this hour-long special called Nathan for You, a celebration. And then now that the season started, we have... Well, it's a little different this season. We have six half-hour episodes, and then our finale is two hours long. Wow. And that is going to air after. So more content. Than ever. Overall content. Yes. More content than any other other season. But there's only the same amount of week runs. Yes. And the special, Nathan, for you, a celebration was unbelievably great to see you go back and catch up with some of the, the past, uh, 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 the, 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 the people you've helped on the show over the years. Yes. Thanks. I'm glad you liked it, Tom. I was most excited to see the return of the, the kid who did the graffiti. Who to me? Oh yeah, Kyle. Kyle, who really 
seemed like he was on on a bad path. Yeah, when he drew the penis on my face in season one from the poster. Yes, from the poster that was set up. Like there was an uh, there's an element of entrapment in terms of the pose you had struck on the poster, begging yeah. begging for graffiti, but yeah, but still that's that that's the line. We all see things we can do that would be wrong, but do we do yeah, them? You can't act every thought out. You know? No. Yeah. There, there's times you walk past a yard and you see a bike in the yard. It doesn't mean you grab it, but you think about it. You know you could. Right. But you don't. Yeah, I see. There's lots of opportunities every day that you can, you, you see an opportunity for theft or crime, I'd say. Yes. And you picture, you fantasize about it, but you don't do it. Now, do you feel like you would be really good at it? Because I do. I think I would be great at stealing stuff. I, well, I did when I was younger. I stole some stuff and I felt really guilty about it. But he stole some uh, blank cassette tapes. Okay. From a grocery store in Canada called IGA, okay. and I was a kid. I was in elementary school, but I did the thing where you you buy one thing and then steal some other stuff. Uh huh. So I, I bought like a chocolate bar. Yes. Yeah, so- and then stole a pack of tapes. So a, then, a young Nathan Fielder, how old of a, a, a child are you at this point? Uh, I must have been, I must have been 11. Okay. So you, 10 maybe? Yeah, so 10, 10 or, 11. or 11. You grab a mint arrow, right, probably? It, it might have been an arrow bar. might have, yeah, yes. it actually might have been. You, you, you make the gesture of buying an arrow bar. Which right, and in my jacket I had blank tapes because I used to tape songs off the radio mm-hmm. for those people. And I'm a millennial. I'm I'm 1983. Okay, cut off, and that's when I was born. Uh huh. So but, you're a millennial. Yeah. You. Yeah. I, I, I used to tape songs off the radio. I could tell by the way you just lit up when I mentioned <laughs> fidget spinners. I yeah, could, I, I, I'm into that. I could tell what a millennial you are when you're just like, yeah, now this guy's finally talking my language. I used to tape songs off the Top 40 Countdown in Vancouver, Z95.3. Okay. so you Music would, would come on, I'd record it. So you'd hear patio lights come on and you would quickly hit record. What patio lights? Is that Kim Mitchell? Oh. I couldn't tell if that was a, a band you were talking about or, like, that's someone catching you stealing. Like, no. the patio lights come on. No, the pat- no, it's that song. Remember, Kim Mitchell is a Canadian treasure. He did Go For A yeah. Soda. And we sing the song a little? I can't remember. Might as well go for a soda. I don't know that. Huge hit in Canada. It's in your DNA. It's waiting to oh, just okay. be unleashed. It's in there. It's like it's like uh, all those Canadian things that don't exactly play here. Like, right? Like, do you know that song? 
you know the uh, song Alive by Edwin? I don't think I do. Ain't it good to be alive? Another swim around the sun. Was that so? That would be you the console. You'd be rolling tape on Edwin, and and did you what, maybe maybe yeah? And what did you do with these? With the, did you eventually confess, or did you let this ride? And this is still a secret shame of yours. Well, so I did it, and then I walked out of the store, and then one of the employees runs out after me, and he goes, "Where are those tapes? Where are those tapes you had?" Because I guess he saw me with them, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You stole them," and I'm like, "No, I left them." I thought like quick in the moment, and I mm-hmm. said, "I left them on the magazine rack," mm-hmm. and so he ran back in to go check them, check where they were in the magazine rack, and I was freaking out. I was so scared, and then I took them when he ran back in. I threw them under a car near me, and then I just ran back. Mm-hmm. To my school, it was next to my school, and then after that, I I stopped stealing. So the, you you had the fear put into you. Yeah, I felt that I felt the fear, but, and I realized, oh, I don't like this feeling. This is bad. But just imagine if that if that guy didn't run out, that guy might be the best thing that ever happened to you, Nathan Fielder. If he, if, if you would have gotten away, uh, uh, Scott clean with those cassettes, who knows what would have been next, right? Yeah, I, I might have had a life of crime. Yeah, right now you'd be some sort of crime but lord. But I also might know, I might know more about music because I would have been able to tape more songs. Yes, you would have known about patio lights. You would not be so confused <laughs> yeah. when I mentioned Such Kim Mitchell. Yeah. This should be yeah. second nature to you. So it's hard to say what would have been better. I have to say this to you. The show What what took so long for two two whole years between seasons? I know. Well, the show in general takes a long time to make. A normal season takes. We've always actually it's been People might not have noticed, but it's been a year and a half between every season. Mm-hmm. But this season took a little longer for two reasons, I think. One reason is that I broke my foot, and we had to shut down for a couple months. And how did you break your foot? I was texting and walking, and I stepped in a crack. That'll do it. Yeah. It was very... It was very dumb. Very dumb. And you were debilitated for months. Well, a foot injury is weird because I guess there's no blood that gets to the fifth metatarsal, which is the side bone on the foot. So it actually takes a long time to heal, longer than a normal bone. And it was I just moved into a place with like 60 steps to get inside. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I was out. I was kind of out for a little bit. And then the other reason is that this season, I think there's more stuff and we kind of shot longer and shot more things. 
because we had this hour-long special and then this other thing that turned into... And we weren't setting out to make a two-hour finale, but it kind of became that based on just things that happened. So I think that's the reason. But I appreciate everyone's patience, people not people like you who remember the show <laughs> and didn't forget about it. I, I'm very grateful yeah, that I, people are still excited to watch. I would just fly, I fly the flag for it. And people, they talk all about... They'd be talking all about Orange is the New Black or Stranger Things. And I would say, uh-uh-uh, not for me, guys. I'm waiting for season four of Nathan for you to come back. And then they're like, what show? Yes, exactly. And I will, well, then I would just be like, have a seat. I would, at first I think I would say was, oh, I envy you so much to see this for the first time. <laughs> and Are these the same people that punch you when you're wearing the VR mask? I'm running with a, a crowd that is less than ideal lately, Nathan. Well, it sounds like when I came in, I did the best show once in studio. Yes. And it was just you and Mike. And now to hear that you have you and Mike plus a staff of three. There's others. It seems like you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Oh, we're just rolling in it now. You should see. My career, Nathan, is like rocket boosters have been strapped to it. You just, I'm just flying high. And I come, you, here, I come here to just be regular, to just be a guy again, to just be a regular with the, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, poker night for me. You feel the most yourself when you do the show or the most masculine. Is that what you're saying? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Nice. Yeah. Some guys do CrossFit. Some guys do uh, fight, fighting, boxing, whatever they do, MMA. I come here and hang with my with my boys, but I'm starting to realize I don't trust them. When I had those VR goggles on, I realized I don't trust these guys. Uh, I have a feeling one of them is going to slide the coffee table and I'm going to fall backwards over it. Well... I would never do that to you. So if you want to start hanging out more to feel safer, I'm happy to give you all the time and attention you need without any of the violence. Well, this is this is this is what I wanted to get to, not to promote season four of Nathan for You, which starts this Thursday on Comedy Central at what time? Ten o'clock? Ten thirty? Where? Ten p.m. Ten p.m. Yes. And what's on at ten thirty? Do you even know what's on at ten thirty? I don't know. Maybe a repeat of South Park. I think that's a safe bet for Comedy uh, Central. Yeah, could be. Could be a repeat. That's a hit show that they have. So yeah, you know, they. That's a good one. I like to. Yeah. Hear it. But you, you, but um, you, you now are the 10 p.m. guy. You're the you're the 800 pound gorilla now. 
You're not I'm the in 10 p.m. guy. You're not in that lowly 10:30 slot where you're. Oh, please keep watching, boy. I hope you stick around. Check out what I'm selling over here. Yeah, we have. We're on the the actual hour, you know, in a very dominant masculine time slot, yes. which I love. It's a very alpha move now. And then our finale is actually when that airs. That's going to be from nine p.m. till eleven. That so we wiped the schedule clean that night. It's just and a it's night. It's just a night of Nathan for you. Yes. I can't wait. Um, I'm so excited. How have you, um, how have you been? <laughs> I've been okay. I appreciate <laughs> you, you seeing what I, how I'm doing. I'm fine. I, uh, yeah, I can't complain. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Went to the, uh, the, uh, post office today. Is that, yeah, that was fun. Were you mailing something or not, picking something up? Picking something up at the P.O. box. Cool. Yeah. What was it? it? It was some records. It was very nice. Some, some album. Ooh. Yeah. What band? Oh, it's a, a Merge Records sent me a few things. I didn't even get a chance to see what, what's in the package yet. Do you get sent a lot of music? People send things. Yes, it's very nice. It's one of the perks of this, of this show is that people will send albums that they want me to hear. That's great. No one said to be music. Well, you're welcome to give an address out. I'm sure people send you all sorts of things. You'll start getting Edwin uh, rarities. You got to uh, check him out. I'm going to check Edwin out. Mike, write this down on your pad. Edwin. And don't mix it up with your pizza toppings. This is a separate column. Put this in a separate column. And Mike, write this also down. Thursday night, Comedy Central, Nathan for You season four, 10 p.m. And then right after that, Alpha slot. Okay? Mike's fired up for season four of Nathan for You, Nathan. Is he? Yes, he really is. Well, look, I know. Uh, thanks, Mike. Yes. I know you have a busy night. You have a big premiere party and all these things to do. I just want to say to you once again, first of all, I'm honored to call you friend. Thank you. Let me tell you this, because, okay. of, you know, I have to do things every year to promote the show and... I'm not always the most excited to do things. I'm not, you know, always into promotion stuff. But the one thing I'm always excited to do is come on the best show and talk to you. It is my favorite thing to do, and it is my favorite well, show. That's nice of you to say. That's nice of you to say. I appreciate that. But well, I said that to you a lot. Yes. Look, 
I'm just gonna. I'm not. This is not some. We're not writing book jacket blurbs for each other here. This is not some competition who can praise the other one more. But I'm just gonna say this: your show's back. It's my favorite show. Everybody should watch it. Everybody's going to watch it. And I'm super excited that you got another season done, and I can't wait. Thank you. And I apologize if my energy is a little low this call. I'm just getting over a cold. I've been sick the last few days. Oh. But I'm going to call again sometime soon, and we'll do, a, we'll do this again. It'll be even better. You call whenever you want, buddy. Thank you, Tom. That's thank you for that invite. All right, I will talk to you soon. You take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye, Mike. Goes right to Mike's head. Right to Mike's head when he says bye. Bye, Mike. Right. What's that, Mike? You had a nice chat with. Well, he said it was twenty seconds long. Couldn't have been that nice. The phone number. Oh, all the lines are full. I'm not giving the phone number out. So we got the uh, Courtney Bar- Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett uh, tickets. You tweet at uh, to uh, out the hashtag podcast hof and say why you want the tickets uh, for the Jersey City show. The Jersey City show at the uh, at the landmark Lowe's Theater on Monday, November sixth. And we'll give a pair out at the end of the show. Best show, hi. Hi, Dr. Reynolds. Dr. Reynolds. Hi, Dr. Reynolds. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from, Dr. Reynolds? Pixie Island. Where is that now? Pixie Island, New Jersey. Pixie Island. Yeah, never been there. I have not been to Pixie Island, New Jersey. No. Ah, gotta get out there. How are uh, what's what's Pixie Island near? I have no idea. Coons. All right. So, uh, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call? I've got a uh, new application. I want you to consider. All right, let's hear it called Interscat. Inter? Inter what? No, not enter. Intra. Intra. Yeah. Intrascat? Yeah, exactly. You can you can make it plural if you want. Sometimes it's called Intrascats. And what is it now? It's an application that that scans the scat of animals. All right. For what? What's the goal with that now? Well, you're talking geese, talking moose, wolverine, deer, coon, dog. Goodbye. Don't trust that guy. Is that what he said he wanted to talk about, Mike? No? Yeah, of course not. Guy's doing a little comedy routine. Dr. Reynolds. How long you uh, will you work on that one, buddy? Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, how's it going? 
that's going well. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Carter in Yardley, Pennsylvania. We spoke uh, briefly last week. Uh, that's kind of why I was calling. What did we speak about, Carter? Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Toby Keith and Russell Westbrook, and then you uh, you gomped me for not knowing who uh, Brian uh, Scalabrini was. Hold on. You called, and we talked about what now? Uh, Toby Keith and Russell Westbrook. And then what... And it, what happened after that? Who are we talking about? Brian Scalapini. Okay. But that did not go well? I'm not recalling this. No, yeah, no. I mean, it, there's no reason it would be memorable for you. It was just memorable for me because it was so horribly embarrassing. I, I'm sort of a basketball fan, but I completely blanked on Brian Scalabrini. Okay. And what happened when, when, I, when, you, when I brought him up? Uh, you were like, uh, you know... Uh, this clown has got a ring, you know, that clown, that clown who retired, and I, I, I had no idea who you were talking about. I immediately, though, after you hung up, started reading basically everything I could about the guy. I was hoping I could share a few of the things I learned. Okay. But last week, what happened? Wait, we talked about it? And what, did I scream at you or something? Hello? I think he hung up. He got the hint. He saw where I was going with it. Besho, hi. Hi, Tom. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Great. I couldn't be more excited for the U.S. Podcast Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Thank you. Thank you. It's very, I'm on pins and needles to see if uh, the best show gets in. I have no idea. My... To whom am I speaking? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, Andy calling from Brooklyn. What's up tonight, Andy? Um. Well, so back in May, I met you on the uh, Hollywood Handbook Vulture Fest in the bathroom, and uh, oh. I uh, appreciate all the uh, support then, and uh, you said we could be doing a podcast together by that time uh, next year. At Vulture Fest. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see so, when Vulture Fest announces <laughs> whether I, you and I are doing our own podcast at that point. My, well, so I, I'm calling today. I'm reaching out because I thought I'd let you know officially that I'm starting my very own podcast. Your very own what cast? A podcast. A podcast. It's uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the only podcast entirely dedicated to the lovable new adorable alien from the upcoming Star Wars film, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. And there's what porgs or something in them. I heard people moaning about them, and I glazed over. Well, it, to be honest, they're fun, furry, fresh. Fuzzy, feathery friends of mine. They're not quite a bird and they're not quite a pug, but somewhere in the middle. They've got these little flip-flappy wings and big buggy eyes and little puggy frown, and they're simply adorable, Tom. And you saw a picture of these guys where? In a Target or something? Well, the new trailer, Target, um, ToysRUs.com, everywhere. All right. I'll check um, them out. When's this Porg cast come out? Well, I'm completely ignorant and unqualified on the art of the podcast medium, so I need to figure out what mics and technology I need to bring this onto the web. 
but um, I want to reach out to you to ask if you will ever be a guest of a uh, and uh, probably not. I got I got to just say probably not. Um. Well, to improve your view of the porgs, would you uh, may I offer to send you a pork plush? Currently retailing at nineteen ninety nine on Target.com. That's okay. I, it, it, send it to a child, someone who would appreciate it. <laughs> well, it's a kids' podcast, after all. I mean, yes, uh, give, it, give it away as a prize to a to a lucky child. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for your consideration, Tom, and I wish and, you the best of luck on the podcast awards thank tonight. Thank you, and I, I, I want to say this, Andy. Goals. I want to say this, Andy. I want to say you're a very talented artist. You gave me uh, some of your art. You're a very talented guy. Where can people check your art out? Oh my gosh, Tom! Thank you. Um, well, you can check me out on Instagram uh, at at pret um, and online. I also designed these socks called uh, Mister Misaki M R M I S O C K I dot com. I'm just working out the jingle, um, but this is an official advertisement for that or my upcoming podcast. But I hope I wasn't too annoying, and I hated to follow Nathan Fielder and the the in, in, interest. Oh, cat you're or fine. Whatever. You did great, Andy. You did great. Oh gosh, Tom, thank you. And I hope once I hit it big with the podcast, you will reconsider becoming a guest because Porgs are the new big thing. Everybody's going to love them in Star Wars. They're cute. They're fun and. Oh gosh! Uh, I I, uh, hope, I hope I hope you have a good right. night. Well, you give me some updates on this podcast, uh, podcast, and I look forward to. Uh, um, yeah, I mm, okay, I, mm, okay. I look forward. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tom. Yes, you take care. Nice guy, nice guy. You know who else is a nice guy? My friend Perry, the the front man for the band Hound. They got their new record. Born under 76. On a scale of 10, uh, 1 to 10, Perry. Eyes in the dark. 10, okay. All right, let's check it out. Featured album of the night. Born under 76, Hound. Here's the song, Eyes in the Dark.
Oh, my goodness. Hound, baby, right? Bringing it. You, you still think they're rocking, Mike? Still rocking. Man, this is a good record. This is the third album. These guys got this thing figured out, man. That song's called Eyes in the Dark. Perry's here tonight from Hound. We'll talk to him later. All kinds of fun stuff tonight. Later in the show, the 2017 Podcast Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Best show, hi. Hey, this is Ralph from Rochester, New York. How are you doing? I'm good. What's up, Ralph? It's Rob. Rob. Um, hi, Rob. Call- How are you? I'm good. Uh, calling about the uh, angriest people topic. Yes, we talked about the last week. We were talking about the 50 angriest people of all time. And I have a bunch that should make the list. And we'll get back into that, uh, like Winnebago man. Remember him? No, I don't. Well, he's a guy who lost his temper in a Winnebago demonstration video. Um, yeah. So, uh, who do you have? Uh, do, did somebody come to mind for you, Rob? Uh, yeah, Chuck Woolery. Oh, that's a good one. I think he definitely belongs yeah. on there somewhere. Twelve. Please. All right. Thanks. What, have a good night. What's that now? Thank you. Bobby Knight's at twelve. Uh, Fourteen. For Chuck Woolery, please. Thank you, Rob. Thanks. Good night. Angry people out there. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. It's David in Newbridge Moors. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Loving the show. You're on fire tonight as as uh, as you have been the last couple weeks. Oh, th- thank you very much. I appreciate it. If no one said it, I, I think uh, certainly you should be... First and foremost, on uh, Mount Laughmore. Mount Laughmore, yeah. I, I, well, that's nice of you to say. Um, I guess it would be Nathan Fielder. I don't know if I, I think I had said Laurel and Hardy and Nathan right. Fielder and someone else. So maybe that could be me then. I, I think it should for the for the pizza talk alone. Uh, okay. Love the pizza talk. Okay. Well, that's a little not exactly what I would. Um, kind of hang my hat on here but i'm glad you enjoy it it's very entertaining i love it yeah you know the 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 crew out there they like their pizza they do they do and they certainly take pride in in uh ordering it every week <laughs> yeah and and can i ask who pays for the pizza oh i do i do okay every week. that's yeah. that's what but i but don't worry I, don't worry 3 hours from now i'll eat there'll be one coagulated slice still in the box that I'll I'll get my mitts all on be like okay. oh it's my turn right now. yes here's well you deserve it thank you i appreciate it what what yeah. did you say your name was david david yes which um it's a very unique name that i i, I know one other i know of one other david in my whole life and it was he was uh like a, a musician he was in a, a band from the 80s the palace guard they were like a synth pop band and his his name was david 
Also, David Saffron. Yeah, that's me. Wait, you're David Saffron? Yes, yeah. Oh my god, this is... And I mean, I'm saying this to the audience now, you you are aware, it's like, you're one of the most reclusive musicians of the last, like, 30 or so years, because it's been like the, since like the mid-80s, I guess, since you have been around, you like really fell off the face of the earth, and there's a lot of rumors about you, uh, about your whereabouts and everything. You know, I mean, what, what, if if you don't mind me asking, David, what, uh, what did happen to you after Palace Guard? Oh, we don't, we don't need to get into that. It's so, it's such a boring story and it was, it was, it's so long ago. It's not, uh, look, it's the opposite of boring actually. And it's, it's really kind of, uh, it's, it's something I think a lot of people would be interested in and it's kind of like a, a little bit of a, of a of a score here a little bit of a coup for the show um cuz people call you they say you're like the Greta Garbo of new wave like <laughs> you know band had two albums very successful and it seemed like the getting ready for the next step and then it was just you were just gone off the face of the earth well you know i'm i'm, I'm flattered that you I'm glad that you know about it, you know, and, uh, but like I said, it's, it's so long ago. It's like a different lifetime. I, I just can't imagine anyone wants to hear about the stuff. I'd love to talk more about the pizza. No, I, I, if, if, if I, if we could talk about the palace guard, there's a lot of people out there who loved your band. Um, you know, myself included. I, I really, was a, yeah, I was a huge fan. Oh my God. You know? Uh, Swords of Avalon, The Crying Inside. I bought both of them when they came out. I even saw you guys at the Beacon Theater. You opened for, uh, I think it was Echo and the Bunnymen. Yes, yep. Way back. Oh, my God. That was... That was, was 84. Okay, yeah. I was just a little kid back then. You had good, you had good taste. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And, uh, but then I, I remember being really into you guys, and then... Went to go see you a year later, and the the whole tour was canceled. And yeah. then the band like just vanished. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what to say about it? you know? It was that was just a, a really really crazy crazy time. Well, if if you're here and you're talking, David, I mean, I would love to ask just a couple questions if if you could. Sure, sure. You know, like what, what, what happened? Well, you know, we we need to go back to the beginning of the of the story. Um, the Palace Guard was uh, formed at NISD, which is of, of course the Newbridge School of Design, and um, you know, we we met at school in in eighty one or so, and we we loved cr- uh, things like craft work and, and and the Human League and Ultravox, but we also loved like really soft pop music like um like the carpenters or bread or simon and garfunkel and so we wanted to form a band mm-hmm. and we ended up buying these these cheap synthesizers and a couple drum machines and things and a bass and uh and we started to learn how to play and then we started writing songs and 
And, you know, um, the only thing was that we didn't really want to play, you know, rock with a, you know, R-A-W-K is, you know, rock. So we always thought it was more extreme to, to be soft and, and, and pretty with the lyrics and the, and the, uh, and the music. And, and the fact that I sang, you know, in this really high, you know, I had this great falsetto voice and that made us really stand out. Mm -hmm too so yeah i I mean the music was i mean soft is a very that's like the operative word for it it just was like at that time there was so much metal and so much hardcore and punk and everything was going on and you guys were like the antithesis of all of that and i mean i remember one reviewer called you like said it's like like a, a less extreme soft sell yeah, yeah, that's well, that's that, that that's pretty dead on, you know. And uh, so we ended up making making some recordings, and we started getting gigs in uh, Newbridge, and eventually we we got some gigs in New York, um, Danceteria, CB's, the Peppermint Lounge, and in '83 we ended up getting signed to Sire Records. How cool was that? You know, to to be on the same label as our a bunch of bands that we loved, like on the Bunnymen, Talking Heads, Depeche Mode. And so we ended up making our first album, the, um, the Crying Inside, in London with Brian Eno. And that was quite an experience, you know, being with that, that legendary mm-hmm. producer. And um, the record came out in mid-'84, and we started touring, and uh, my God, what a time that was. Uh, you know, like the old saying goes, it was uh, sex, drugs, and synth pop. Uh huh. I, I didn't. I've never heard that saying. Oh no. No. But I mean, look, yeah. I, I, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know. But it's it's funny, you know. Uh, today the game's totally different, and people talk about um, you know streaming content and downloads and those sort of things. But the only streaming content we knew back about back then was. And we were much more interested in uploading our. Yeah, I had to you know cut all. I, mean? I had to cut all that off. I had oh, to you did all that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, it's, it's, different yeah. times. Uh, I don't know if that's different times. That's generally for broadcasting has never been a. Oh, I feel like you could say things like that back then. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's interesting. People say those metal bands back then, like Dokken and Rat and White Tiger, were really out of control on the road, but we were just as bad. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I once saw um, Lamal and Steve from Kajagoogoo at the height of a Coke binge smash up a hotel room with another hotel room. They smashed up a hotel room with what? Another hotel room. They... I don't even know what that means. Well, they they picked up the one hotel room and they 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 lifted it up and they and they launched it into the other hotel room. Okay, I don't know. They were tiny, but they're very strong. I'm not sure how you. Okay, you saw it. I I did. Yeah, yeah. I almost got hit by it. You almost got hit by the hotel room. I did. Yeah. I was in. I was in the hotel room that got, that it got thrown onto. That was getting smashed. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. That's uh. It's it's it's. I mean, no offense, but it's like. 
Kaja Gugu and like those bands were pretty lightweight, uh, like new wave synth pop kind of stuff. And I, it's hard to picture them being like in any way violent or destructive. Oh, well, you know, just because we wore leg warmers, silk slippers, tights, and little captain's hats doesn't mean that we couldn't fight like effing MFs, I'll tell you that. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Palace Guard, the Pesh Mode, Tears for Fears, ABC, Men Without Hats, we were tougher than the metal bands. And I once saw Mikey and John from Culture Club beat yeah. the living S out of J.J. French and Mark the Animal Mendoza from Twisted. The Twisted Sister. Yeah, they made them eat their guitars. The two guys in in Culture Club. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Wow. So it was they were pretty aggressive. It was sick. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, we fought amongst ourselves way worse than with other bands. Really? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's pretty much the main reason that '85 tour ended after only six dates. Uh huh. Well, like, can you tell me any more about that? Yeah. Well, you know. We we barely survived the Crying Inside tour, and you know you, you're on this um, this roller coaster, this express train, basically. And you know you're you, you get off tour and you got to make your new record. And that that's that's how how it was for all the bands back then. And and uh, you know I I was out of ideas because I was so far gone on those new designer drugs that were just coming out, like um, oh man, uh, Reagan's hair dye, uh, Punky Brewster. Things loincloth. I, I was just, I was out of control, and I was a mess. Wow. Yeah, and um, then add an add to that, the guys in the band wanted to go in a slightly harder direction. But you know, I, I was very adamant that we stick to the Palace Guard sound. Um, <laughs> a sunnier, less rocking Thompson Twins is, is how David Fricky described us in Rolling Stone. But and and that's pretty dead on too. Um, but. It, one point, our keyboardist Barton brought in a Les Paul guitar and this Marshall amp. Uh huh. Oh my God! I was I was so mad. I pulled a switchblade on him. I stuck it to his throat and I said, "You hit one power chord on that thing, and your blood's going to shower all over Ian Brody's jumper." Ian Brody, you, yeah. your producer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! But that's you see, that's horrible to for you to get to that point where you're threatening him like that. Well, I, did, I, I didn't slash him, to my credit. Oh, okay, to your credit, sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting, that was the first day of recording the, the Swords of Avalon album, you know, and uh, so we were just kind of rudderless, but I did manage to pull The Stars Bleed Tonight out of thin air, and, of course, that song ended up becoming a, a hit single for us right out of the gate. Yeah, it's a great song. Thank you, thanks. And uh, you know, the floodgates just opened, and... Um, for better or worse, you know, it, it uh, you know, it, it caused a lot more bad behavior. It, it enabled that bad behavior and, and a whole lot of, um, you know, inner band drama. Like what, okay, like what, what kind of inner band drama did it well, bring out? more of what I described earlier, the drugs. I'll tell you, at one point, one of the guys was actually making and selling drugs on tour, if you can believe that. Someone in the band was doing yeah. that. I mean, can you, can you, uh, I don't know if you can say who was doing it. Um, uh, can, can you? I mean, is that, is that, uh, something you can yeah, um, reveal? Uh, hmm. It was, um, oh, that was, uh, that was me. 
Oh, so what? So when you say one of the guys in the band mm-hmm. was doing it, yeah. you you also you could have just said I was doing it. Well, you know, honestly, I I wasn't quite sure if if it was Barden, but then I remember it 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 was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it just it kind of came back to you now. It that did. That was yes. You. Yeah. 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 And you know, also there was there was some crazy sex stuff going on too. Uh-huh. I couldn't. Say. Okay. Well, look, I. It's very in, that stuff. Everybody wants to hear all the dirty laundry with that, but yeah. please just kind of watch what you say, okay. uh, you know, because we try to keep this like a family type uh, show. Okay. Well, but basically, oh man, I, <laughs> I I'm kind of laughing just thinking about, it, but it, it was it was tough at the time. You know, it was not cool. Um, one of the guys in the band started getting it on with our drummer Mike's girlfriend, and. Um, you know, it was behind his back at first, but then it was a little more flagrant. You know, it was very, uh, you know, uh, it was hard not to notice it. And, um, you know, this uh, one band member began saying very graphic things that would make Mike ponder the positions they might be getting into. Uh-huh, okay. Well, to do something like that to hurt the other guy so deliberately, it's, right. it's, that's pretty That's pretty mean. Yeah. Um I mean, who can you tell me who that was? Yeah, uh, that was oh, that was me. Oh, okay. Again, it's just these things are just you're you're going down memory lane, right? And these things are just coming back to you. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought it might have been one of the other guys, but then I I remember that I, I, that it was me. But you know, in yeah. my defense, I was bearing with the Kama Sutra at that point. Ugh. Uh-huh. And I wanted to experience all of it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so um, this is all happening in just the first week of, of the tour for this new album. Wow. Everything's poised. The single's taking off. Offers are coming in that we never anticipated. Movies, bigger tours, endorsements, sponsorships, all that stuff. So, so yeah, so everything is really kind of lining up for you guys. Yeah, yeah. But then, um, and I'll tell you, this is, I've never talked about this, and this was never reported, because the powers that be at Warner Brothers, you know, had the, had the power to keep it, it hushed. Um, one of the guys in the band, he got kidnapped by the Colonelino family for failing to repay this loan he took out to get his uh, drug selling operation off the ground. It was uh-huh. really sick stuff. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to just say this, uh, David. Since, since we've already established that you were the one making and selling drugs while being on tour, I guess, am, am I correct in guessing you were also the one who got kidnapped? You know, until you've said that, la- that, that last thing, I wasn't sure, but now I, I remember, yes, that was me. Uh-huh. I, yeah, that was me. Yeah, because you keep saying... One of the guys in the band did this, or one of the guys in the band did that, but all these things that you're putting out there, these horrible things, it's, but, 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 but when, when you get specific, they're all you. It's like only you were the one doing these things. Well, see, now I, I feel like you're nitpicking and judging me, and I really don't like it. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. So, anyway, I was being held and tortured in a basement bar in Bayonne called, um, what was it called, Massa's Tavern. And Sire and Warner Brothers had to come up with 
I think it was 250 large just to keep these guys from killing me. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was a lot of money back then. Yeah. So, of course, needless to say, our relationship with the label was ruined, and all the tour support got pulled, and we were basically personas al gratin in, in the entire industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, if you ask me, the label really dropped the ball on that, and our manager, Rupert, he really pulled a, a royal choke job. In terms of the... Promote promotion or the well that that and guidance you know Rupert never just said hey don't don't sell these drugs uh huh you know oh, don't so you, don't take yeah. this loan out from the from yeah. the mob so you needed your manager to say those things to you I was pretty young uh huh like how young uh, twenty five okay well it's not that young well, to not know that by by twenty five you should know that. Making and selling drugs while being on tour is, is something you don't do and you also maybe don't flake out on a loan from the mob. Well, hindsight is 20% of it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's not the, the, the saying. You got it almost and then you got none of it. Oh, is it, is it, oh, no, I think you're right. No, it would be, it would be 100% of it. Sure. I, I, it, Hindsight, people say it's hindsight is twenty twenty is what they're saying. Oh. You know. I tell you, we used to blow those guys off the stage. 2020? Yeah. It just really, okay. Yeah. It was a real battle of the bands, huh? Really? Yeah, well, you know, it was power pop versus, versus synth pop. Yeah, who's going to win that synth, of course? Uh-huh. Right? Uh, is it? Um, yes. I didn't know that was Absolutely. such a... I, so it's like a rock, paper, scissors kind of exactly, thing? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Where synth pop beats power pop. Yep. What beats synth pop? Ooh, not much. Uh, to, uh, maybe... Um, yeah, Klaus Nomi would beat, beat synth pop, but he's okay. kind of synth pop, but you know he took it to a whole different level. So like some sort of like gothic, gothic synth pop. Operatic, operatic yeah. synth, operatic synth pop beats, but not, with kiss makeup. Sure. It, so okay. So that's like rock paper scissors. Then, I think so. Yeah. For, yeah. Sure. So so you know anyway after after all this happened I I just sank into this mire of I was angry you know it didn't work out I was very depressed and basically I I, I just disappeared at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's when you vanished. Yeah, kind of split. What 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 became of the rest of the band or the rest of uh, the Palace Guard? Well, um, Mike, Sean, and Barton formed a new band called uh, Tatiana's Burden. That sure didn't take off, did it? Tatiana's <laughs> Burden. I've never yeah. heard. That's the first I've ever heard of that as a band name. Yeah, it's probably because they didn't even play one date on their first tour. Oh, so they even they got as far as having a tour scheduled and yeah, yeah. Why why did they not even play one date? I'll tell you, it was the strangest thing. Um, either every venue they were going to play burnt down, or the club owners got kidnapped. Uh-huh. Really weird stuff. Yeah, that sounds very very weird. Uh, and you you wouldn't have had anything to do with any of that, would you have, uh, David? Me? Yeah. Nah, not my style. Not your oh, not your style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it's wrong. Hey, anything goes in synth pop. I think we all know that. Anything goes in synth pop. Yep. I've never heard that. 
Oh, David Gahan said that all the time. Anything goes in synth pop. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Vince Clark would say it. Sure. Mark Almond. Mark Almond. Dave yeah. Ball. Yep. Uh, either of those guys in Blamange? They did, yes. Yeah. I never liked those guys. You didn't like them? Huh? Yeah, they caught me. I, I was, I don't want to talk about it. They caught you? I was changing in a, in a room. I don't want to know. I honestly, no. I'm going to, I'm going to hold the, you. It was the era when everyone wore those things too, so okay. it's not. I'm, I'm going to hold you to your, your original hesitation. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that, so the, so I got to say though, 30 years away, there have been so many crazy, ridiculous rumors about what happened to you after mm-hmm. the Palace Guard broke up. Right. I mean, just off the top of my head, um, I remember just two, just two quick ones off the top of my head. I remember one, you went to jail for hijacking a plane, someone mm-hmm. had said. And you had a hot dog stand at Coney Island. You were working on an oil rig in the Gulf. You were actually like a staff writer on Married with Children. You were a Sea Org officer in the Church of Scientology. You were directing Japanese horror films in Japan. You drove a truck. And you were shipwrecked on an island for like five years. Those are just a couple of the 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 ridiculous rumors that have been floating around about you. Well, I I, I never heard the truck driver one. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. But the other ones, it's crazy the stuff people uh, come up with. No, that's the only one that wasn't true. Which one? The truck driver. I I I don't like to sit that high when I'm driving. So I would never be a truck driver. Oh, so so what you're saying? You actually did. All of the things that I just said. That's insane. Hey, Tom, you know, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know anything about the best show before my friend told me about it a couple weeks ago. And I've been Googling you this entire time while we've been talking. Mm -hmm. And and I see you have a lot of successful music friends. Okay. What's the deal with this guy, James Murphy? What's his what's his story? Well, I mean, he's the the kind of the front man and the architect of this band, LCD Sound System, who are, are very uh, the their their album was just number one on Billboard charts and really number one. Yeah, I mean, this guy this guy sounds like he has major juice. I'm looking at this website here. Oh my God, it's like he's practically living in this club in Brooklyn in December. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Well, they play. They're doing like a, ru- a run of shows, the end of the year at this place, Brooklyn Steel. Oh well. Yeah. Was so, like a gym? It's not a gym. No, it's a a, a venue. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, he looks like he's got some stuff going. And I'll, I'll tell you, your drummer friend with the dumb hair and the showy shirts. He doesn't seem like my kind of people. But these other cats, like AC Newman and um, Dan Dan Beeger. Behar. Behar and uh, Sabrina Ellis, uh, the Simon Doom guy, Coco Haynes, mm-hmm. Kurt Vile—they all seem like the real deal. I'd love to. Uh, yeah, th- those are check those guys out. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's nice that a lot of a lot of great musicians uh, are involved with this show. You think any of those people might have ever heard of the Palace Guard? 
Um, you know, I, I, yeah, of course, I know they have, and that I, I also know for a fact that the band's a big influence on pretty much all of them. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I had no idea. Wow. You know, I'm sure you can hear the old old gears a turning in my head. Um, you know, I see all these all these bands from my era getting back together and touring and uh huh, making money and stuff. And uh, you know what? What's that? I think it's time for the Palace Guard to come back on duty. What do you think? Wow. So, huh? You know, Dovey. No offense, but um. Look, the the band was great, um, but all of those things you said about all the violent and criminal things you did and your your criminal tendencies—it just it it, it kind of makes me wonder if that would be the best idea. Oh, don't! Oh, please put that out of your mind. That that was that was a whole life ago. I'm I'm fully Christian at this point. Okay. Yeah, my new lover Sheila got me involved in that new mega monster church. It's called the First Unity Church of Abundant Wealth. Okay. It's so cool. I never thought religion could be that cool. They have a craft beer bar next to the altar, and all their choir robes are made by Ed Hardy. Uh. Pretty cool. And I'll tell you, Pastor Jenkins, he's got the crispest untucked shirts you've ever seen. And between you and me... Those guys at Wyden and Kennedy, they'd be salivating if they saw these shirts. Wow. So, you're sure this is a church? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It's it's, a, it's, it's fun. And it, it's like a gym, too. We do, we do sprints and stuff and squats. Okay. It's yeah. not how I thought church went, but... Oh, yeah. Well, after a couple of beers, you want to you wanna run around, right? <laughs> I... I yeah, I mean, I never thought that you'd be drinking beer at church. <laughs> I don't drink. First place, okay. I don't do that anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm off all that stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, th- thanks to him, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm off the stuff, and and I'm uh, I'm ready for the next chapter to, to be written in my life. And, um, you know, speaking of writing, uh-huh. I really would love to get with these music friends of yours and write some new songs. Uh-huh. And then after that, well, get the guys back together. Yeah, I mean, and do it. Sure, I mean, look. In theory, um, I got you. But what, what, you know, there's a good, like a good chance that the the guys in the band might not want to work with you again. You know, I mean, like, what if the, what if they just don't want to do it because. Because of everything that happened the first time around, you really, you really ruined the band back then. Wait, are, are you all right? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I just uh, sometimes I, I, I still have a teensy bit of the uh, anger issues, but it's under control. Hey, you know, I, I see here you direct videos. Uh huh. Oh my I God! I can't wait for you to direct all of our videos. And I'll tell you, we're gonna do a video for each of the eighteen songs on this new album. And the, oh, I see right now. The 
first one's going to have all four of us riding carousels in the water, like dolphins. You know how, how people ride dolphins? Uh-huh. Only these are going to be real carousels, not that fake movie stuff you see now. Because, you know, I'm all about realism. Well, you know, I, I, David, I really don't do music videos anymore anyway, so... Well, you say that now, but I'll tell you, I have ways of making people do things. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. And what, what, what pray tell, is that supposed to mean? Oh, nothing. I, I just meant that I'm very persistent. If I want something, you know, it ends up happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when can I move in? Can you, when can you what? When can I move in? Move in. Yeah. Move, move in where? Your house. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. see... If we're going to do this, we're going to need a headquarters to rehearse, to, you know, to bond, to get to get down, you know, and uh, book tours, smoke weed, you know, just be a band. Uh-huh. Oh, so you're, you're smoking weed. I thought you said you were off the stuff you were just saying, but you're smoking weed? Weed ain't drugs! Weed ain't drugs. No! Yeah. Well, I mean, weed ain't the hardest drug. No. But it's a, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's a, it, it kind of falls under the, the category of, of a drug. Right? I know, it's illegal in like all, all states at this point. Oh, uh, I don't know if that's true. It's legal here in New Jersey. Uh huh. I don't know if that's true either. I think it is. Isn't wanna, it? Uh-oh. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but look. Well, okay, how, how about how about this? We'll only smoke it in the basement. Uh-huh. How about this? Uh, my house can't be your headquarters, David. Please, come on. The firemen are almost on to me. Please. The what are almost on to you? The firemen. Firemen? Yeah. What, what do you mean, the firemen? Well, for the last five years, I've been staying at Firehouse 34 in West Newbridge without them knowing it. You've been staying at the fire at Firehouse Thirty Four. Yes. And how how do they not know you're there? Like you, you have to be hiding somewhere really out of the way. You said it's been how long? Five years. Five years. Yes. How? Well, you know, here's what I do. I I hide behind Sam, the firehouse dog. And so I, I just I basically I scrunch up behind him and I mirror his his moves. So nobody who's looking right at him can see me behind okay, him. That's the There's dumb, a real art to it. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard what? in my entire So for five years you've been hiding behind the firehouse dog yes. when he moves around the firehouse. Yes. And I just kinda like scrunch behind him. I'll tell you, man, if they ever Put scrunching in the Olympics. You're looking at its first gold medalist. Uh-huh. So you're like the Michael Phelps of scrunching. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and I probably smoke as much ganj too. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you up on that uh, up on that Olympic uh, the podium there. It, it would be like this. I'd be all scrunched up, and then and then they they put it around my neck, and I would just go all of a sudden out of nowhere. This thing would materialize, and I would just go. That's for you, Mark Spitz, and all the others who came before me. Uh huh. Even though, and then I'd say something like, "Even though you're not a swimmer." Yeah, I'd say the 
carb on this bong needs to be worked on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're on the podium at doing all oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kurt Gowdy's interviewing me. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you might. there might be a few things off about this. Um, um, yeah, I don't Phyllis know. Phyllis George. What's that? Phyllis George, maybe? Oh, you're... Oh, my God, what a crush I had on her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, David, I, I don't know if... You want to talk about Phyllis George anymore? Um, I really don't want to talk about any of this, honestly. Fair enough, okay. You know, it's, you're, you're hiding in a firehouse behind a dog for five, coming up on five years now. Yes, and he's, Sam's getting very old now, and I, he just kind of lays there, so basically I just have to lay under him, and I don't like doing that anymore. So I need new digs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, hey, can I just say one thing, David? Since sure. while we've been talking, I've been getting texts from pretty much all of my friends here. Carl Newman, Kurt Vile, Simon Doom, Coco, uh, Dan Behar, Sabrina. And they're saying you're texting them and telling them that they have to write songs for this new Palace Guard album or else. Look, don't don't make a big thing about this. I said, or else you'll miss out on being rich, you uh-huh. fools. Well, that's not what it's. That's not what they're saying here. What they're did saying, they say? I said, or else you're going to end up at the bottom of Lake Newbridge, like Gus Schaefer. Can can I ask how you even got their numbers? I hacked into their phones. Why? Uh huh. Okay. Is that a crime? Yeah, it is. It's a. It's, I thought that was legal in New Jersey, too. Hacking into phones? No, yeah. it's not. Well, i got to say, it's completely horrifying and completely despicable that you do. Wait, you know, you just, in these texts, you're saying something about Gus Schaefer at the bottom of Lake Newbridge. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know... Gus Schaefer was the head of uh, the Muffler Fitters Union who disappeared back in 1998, like the summer of 1998. And it was rumored that the Kernelino family iced uh, old Gus, but nobody ever found, his body was never found. So uh, can I ask you, David, how you, you would know that Gus is at the bottom of Lake Newbridge? Oh, you know, I forgot to tell you, in addition to all those other things you listed earlier, I was also a hitman for the Colonelino crime family. Oh, okay. Oh, you yeah. just slipped yeah. your mind. I was good. Huh? I, I, was, I was voted uh, Hitman of the Year in Crime Family Monthly two years in a row. Oh, for Crime Family Monthly? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Um, I impaled Schaefer with the uh, very cool, very flamboyant trident I used in all of my icings. Uh-huh. So, uh, you're you're... You're not being serious right now, are you, with all of this? Gotcha! Oh, Oh, you had me going there. I had you so, oh my God, that was the funniest thing I've ever done. I always knew you were like a... Prankster! Yeah, the sense of humor was always clear in the Palace Guard stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew this was a gag, you know. Yeah. Just, of course it was. Of course there's no Crime Family Monthly magazine. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, to, to like be icing guys with a flamboyant trident 
that's even that's even that's like the craziest thing I ever heard. What? No, that was true. Wait, what was true? That that that's how I, I iced guys. And I continue to ice guys. But, you know, you guys will find that out if you don't help me write songs, direct my videos, and let me smoke Chiba in your house for the next year. Uh-huh. Okay. So this yeah. is now you are just doing full threats now that are so. Um, hey, can I? I yeah? Hear, I hear it sounds like metal being sharpened. Yeah, that's what that is. Uh-huh. Should I, I guess what that is? Yeah, yes. Is it a, a giant flamboyant trident? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I would say at least his voice, it seems like he's still got the, still able to hit the notes. But now I'm worried for my life. So I guess it's a little bit of a trade-off. Remember. That was scary. I'm terrified now. Mike, keep an eye out for uh, for uh, bad news. I don't trust that guy, David. Remember Friends of Tom cards? We used to do them years ago when the show was on WFMU. So long ago. We haven't done a Friends of Tom card in years. There's no current iteration. There's no card for the current iteration of the best show. Until now. What? Well, let me tell you this. This is what we're doing. We don't do no ads on the show. There's only one way that the best show uh, uh, generates money. Only one way. Through you. And we do a thing over at Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash The Best Show. And it's just the thing. You give whatever you can give. If you can give a dollar a month, you give a dollar a month. We appreciate everything. There's different things for different levels of, of giving. And speaking of giving, everybody who is giving $10 or more a month by October 1st, you have a few days to get in on it, over at patreon.com slash thebestshow is going to get the new Friends of Tom card, which is being designed and is going to the printer, and uh, then I'll start mailing them out. With the help of my friend Amy Gottschalk, who is supervising all the mailing with that stuff, like a like a like a, a, a genius. I don't know how she does it, but not worry about how she does it. Worry about what you does. And if you want a card, friends of Tom card, you go to patreon.com slash the best show. And ten dollars or more a month by October first, and you'll get a card. It's the only way to get the cards. What do you think about that, Mike? Right? Mike's pumped up about this uh 
Courtney Barnett, Kurt Vile show. I'm blocking you from getting in. I'm going to put one of your headshots at the door. Do not admit this man. Jello man's getting you in. Oh, goody. I'll just block him. Yeah. We got a pair of tickets for the show in Jersey City. November 6th. Courtney Barnett, Kurt Vile. You tweet at us at uh, uh, hashtag podcast HOF, podcast HOF, because tonight is the uh, 2017 Podcast Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which we are going to announce soon. Podcast Hall of Fame USA. You go to the website podcastholloffameusa.com. Well, there's just a page that kicks you over to the best show, so. Not a whole lot to look at there right now. And why am I doing this? Why? It's simple. I ain't never going to win nothing. I ain't never going to be nominated for nothing. Nothing. No. I'm being shown the door as we speak. In pretty much every other aspect of uh, my professional life. Except the best show. I'll tell you, man, we do this better than everybody. There's a reason it's called the best show. So we're going to do a podcast uh, induction ceremony tonight for the Hall of Fame. What do you think about that, Mike? You think the best show is going to win in it? You think we'll get finally get in? Fingers crossed. Look, I'm on pins and needles with this. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Hey, Send my bro uh, Perry in here if you would. We'll talk to him for a minute. It's Pat. There's Pat. Look at Pat. What a good guy. It's Perry. You like Perry, Mike? I brought him a present. Did you order pizza? Did it show up? Not yet. You take the slow boat with this pizza, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Nervous about the the uh, the uh, the podcast Hall of Fame. Perry Shaw. Shall. Shall. I'm sorry. That's all right. Get that out of the way now. Shall. Perry Shall. Rocker. Frontman, songwriter, guitarist, singer, artist, Perry Shell. The band Hound. This is your third album, Perry. Yeah. Right? Yep. Born under 76. Where are people going to get this album? Where can they get this thing? Uh, you could buy a uh, pre-order right now, uh, letspretendrecords.com. And, uh, SRA is doing the CD version. They did our first two records. Yes, that's right. And, um, let's pretend we'll have the LP and the cassette tape. Okay. And who is let's pretend? Is that you? No, it's, no. it's not me. I wish It'd be okay if it would look. <laughs> Everything here is all us. It's a label in Bloomington. I 
don't have the money or uh, patience to put out a record. Okay. For anything. All right. Look, but you got the patience to write these hot rocking songs, man. I tell you, every one of these records is a, a smoker with you guys. Thank you. Right? Yes. Well, uh, yeah. Well, they are. I mean, I wouldn't put them out if I didn't think they you, were. You're bringing the rock. You're bringing the rock. Philly. Philly rock. It's true. Right? Yeah. You're keeping the rock going. Power trio style. That's right. It's you, Chris Wilson, a.k.a. Big Steve, plays in Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. Plays in it. He's in it. He's yeah. one of the pharmacists. Makes it sound like he's a, a visiting dignitary. No. No. He's been in that band forever. He's in it for the long haul. And uh, Chris drums in the, in Hound. Mm-hmm. And who's the other fella? Pat. Pat. So this record has two bass players on it. Pat is the most current one. He is our fifth bass player. Okay, so you're, bur- you're burning through bass players until now. Yeah. Pat's going to stick around? Yeah, he's the best. Look, Pat, if you're listening, we're all counting on you to stay. This is not, you see what's happening to Hound. They're up against it. They, they're, they're changing bass players like, like they're changing, uh, undergarments. But you are sticking around, Pat. You're like, uh, like, uh, like the anchor now. So this third record is out now. Born under 76. Super rockin'. True or false, you are not going on tour to promote this record. False. That's false. So so you are going on tour. That is correct. Where can people see Hound rock out on tour? Because look, I'll say this. This record, it's all the stuff you like. You like Black Sabbath. Yeah. You like Dinosaur Jr. All the rock. None of this other stuff. I feel this is stuff Mike brings in here. Mike's like, check this Grateful Dead show out. Right? Yeah, Mike, you know what I call the Grateful Dead things you gave me? Coasters. Those are coasters now. Grateful. The only thing that's grateful is the table doesn't get uh, drink rings on them. Thanks to your Grateful Dead CDs. But yeah, you're not doing that. Classic power trio. Heavy duty. Not messing around. Who are like the heroes of, of, uh, of you and, and, and Hound? Oh man. I mean, I guess the obvious would be like Motorhead and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot, a lot of stuff. I guess when I'm, Thinking of these songs, the new the new record has a lot more, uh, maybe like ZZ Top or Thin Lizzy in my head. Sure, now yeah. when it comes out, I don't know what it actually is like, but I think that's why I like it. Comes out as you, yeah, a lot of punk influence. I think, yeah, it's great. Thank you. The heavy guitar stuff, right? Yeah, Angus Young. Yeah, that's 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 in my head the whole time. Okay, heavy riffs. It's not lightweight stuff. I saw Mike. Mike, are you out there? Remember when you were at the A Giant Dog show? And you were saying to Andy and A Giant Dog, I don't have much rock left in me. 
So I go see you guys. This is like the final stretch or whatever he was saying. It was pretty bleak. You gotta, you gotta go see Hound on this tour. Where are you playing? You're not even playing around here, are you? Well, uh, nah, not yet. Not yet. See, we, we got a lot of, uh, touring members who are in other bands and stuff too, yes. so. So you're build, you're building it around that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris and I just got back from tour. Mm-hmm. We're home for a week. We go back out on Hound Tour. Then he goes out for who knows how long, a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Okay. And then, uh, so we're planning on doing stuff closer to here in the near future. All right. Before the end of the year. But, All right. Uh, we're going to, uh, if you want, I can tell you where we're going. Yeah, go fast, though. Okay, Quick. so we're going to, uh, starts October 2nd through the 12th, Cincinnati, Kentucky, uh, Kansas City, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, Bloomington, Birmingham, Nashville, Charlotte, Raleigh, and Richmond at Steady Sounds. Because look at this. That's Marty's store. That's Marty. Marty. Listen, look at this. Nicole. Look. Listen, you take this record, this hound record. Anywhere I drop the needle on this thing. Yeah, right? Four different spots I dropped it. You'd think it was uh, volume five. (laughs) It's great. The band's great, Perry. Thank you very much. All right, get out. <laughs> no, seriously, thanks for coming by. And then we'll do the half hour power. You'll be around for that. Will will you please? Yeah, I got nowhere else to go. All right, I'm going to take some of these calls. And then we'll get into the ceremony of the uh the best show, not the best show, it's the podcast hall of fame. We'll see if uh, best show gets nominated for or 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 inducted for anything. Best show, hi, welcome. Hi Tom, how are you tonight? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? Excellent. Uh, this is Michael from Oklahoma. Michael from Oklahoma. What's up, Michael? Hey. Well, uh, you know, not too much. It's Tuesday night up here in, uh, in Tulsa, the home of Leon Russell. And, uh, wanted to call and, uh, and just kind of, uh, talk a, a little casual basketball with you. I'm not a, I'm not a serious NBA guy, but it looks like, uh, Looks like one of my favorite guys from the Thunder is head up your direction. Who? Dougie McBuckets? That clown? Oh, no. And we're, we're sending you one half of the Stash Brothers. We're sending you Enos Cantor. Uh, yeah. Well, I hope it... Look, it's not... It, look, it, the thing is, it's it's not... Uh, it's not. He's not DJing in Brooklyn. The mustache only goes <laughs> so far. Well, that's, that's true, but he's he's a really entertaining guy and okay. seems to, has a really good heart. Well, I think it's and, great that uh, we got a, a guy, It's great that the Knicks got a really entertaining guy with a fun mustache and a good heart, and in return, you got an amazing basketball player. Well, I mean, what's this guy? What's this guy going to do? The halftime show? Much good stuff down the pike here. What's he going to so, do? What's he going to do the know. halftime show? What do I care if he's a Entertaining, right? Is he going to put that sumo suit on and wrestle someone at halftime? <laughs> Is he going to get on his back and and, and balance uh, his his uh, acrobatics partner with his legs? No, <laughs> I want a basketball player. We didn't get none. 
Enos Cantor and Doug McBuckets. Dougie Buckets. He's terrible. And you guys get just one of the best scorers in the, the NBA. That's great. That's a fair trade. Yeah. That's great. That's good. I, I'm I'm sorry that things that things shook out that way, Tom. Uh, I, I knew how it was going to go. I'm glad he's there. I like I like the Thunder. I like Russell Westbrook. I'm glad Carmelo Anthony's there. I love Carmelo Anthony. And anybody bad mouths him, they're just wrong. I, he's great. I love him. I I so think that, I think it. it's going to be a fun season. It to is going to be fun, and, uh, and our season's going to be fun too because Enos Cantor has a crazy mustache. <laughs> Get off my phone. So I'm, uh, on Sunday, I'm watching uh, TV, right? And there's like this football game on. And it's the New York Giants who are this football team here. And there's this guy in this team. He's my favorite guy. You like Odell Beckham Jr., Mike? He's great. He's the greatest. First, first of all, he's super great. He's an amazing player. But they have this thing in football where they're just like, you can't do touchdown dances or celebrations. Like they banned it. For years, and then they finally are like easing the regulations a little bit on it. So I'm watching this game. He catches the ball, touchdown. He starts crawling around the end zone. I'm like, what's he doing? Then he lifts his leg like he's a dog. This is like, this is the greatest thing I ever saw in my life. This is like. Literally everything I could ask for from sports. I couldn't, I was ecstatic when that happened. I was like, finally, football is exciting. The guy uh, lifted his leg like he's a, a dog. Uh... Yeah, it's great. I loved it. And then you watch... Oh, sport. This guy's a disgrace. What's he a disgrace to? What? Football? This, it's sport. It's or, uh, it's a it's systematically organized to, to, uh, to give people concussions. He's a disgrace to that. A sport where no one has a guaranteed contract. Like they all get ripped off. Hey, what? Oh, he's a disgrace. This guy's great. Then I was watching Ballers, this exciting season finale of Ballers. This show's so stupid. Oh, I can't do it. I hate. Look, I hate it. It's on the channel. It's on the channel that they 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 they, they pulled my heart like Indiana Jones too. They showed me my own heart. Yeah, yeah, that's who did it. Now I'm supposed to cheer Ballers on. Yeah, no thanks. Show sucks. Whole network sucks. The deuce. Oh, good. Oh, another sleazy show. Don't worry, we have a show. It's about porn in the 70s. Oh, goody. This sounds like a real hoot. Sleaze. What is this? Hey. What is it? What? Ken Russell running uh, HBO? See the CEO up there? Ken Russell? Al Goldstein? Who's running that place? Right? Yeah. Russ Ma- Yeah. 
the new board of directors at HBO. Russ Myers, Al Goldstein, and uh, Anthony Anthony Hopkins, not Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Perkins' character in that one Russ Meyer in that one uh, the the crime of passion, the creepy priest, one of the creepiest movies I ever saw in my life, Ken Russell movie. Best show, hi. Oh, hi, Tom. How are you? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? Oh, this is Gordon from North Dakota. Gordon, how's it going tonight in North Dakota? Oh, pretty good. How how are things out with you? Can I, I was just going to do a phone check. How does my phone sound? Is everything yeah, okay? Is top quality. Echo? This is a high quality too... call. High quality call, Gordon. T- terrific. From terrific. a technical standpoint. Oh, oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what 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 yeah. can I do for you tonight, Chief? Oh, just thought I'd call in, and uh, yeah, it's been a while. There's a quality caller here. Uh, don't know if you remember. I don't. Hmm. Refresh Ask my Mike. memory, please, Gordon. Ask Mike. Ask Mike. Well, I'm doing the show right now, so it's a little hard to ask Mike. I, I thought he's right across the board. Ah, oh, so you're telling me how I do my business here? <laughs> Boy, I tell you, is that how oh, you guys no, are in uh, North Dakota now? Is that how you are? Huh? Okay, no. Uh, yeah. Is that was, how you do it out there? It was, it was a call from a while. Yeah, you probably don't remember. Anyway, it's okay. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, why don't you lick your chops a, a couple more times? Wait, what you just, wait, wait, what you just eat some, some, what you just eat some <laughs> caramel? Mouth, Tom, I'm sorry. No, you got I a mouthful of caramel? It. Right? Would you go to a caramel tasting? Uh, no, sorry about that. Yeah, right. dry mouth. Yeah, I'll have to have a little a dry mouth. drink of yeah. water. Yeah. Well, <clears> well, <throat> well, please do that into the phone. Go, 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 <laughs> Gordon, I, you sound like a mm-hmm. nice guy. Well, what's going mm-hmm. on tonight? Oh, I just thought I'd check in. I, I was going back to the, uh, a few episodes ago and... Yeah. Uh, Wow, you had uh, uh, the master uh, of codes, Greg Turkington, on. Uh, it was just such a treat to, to catch that episode. Yeah, yeah. M- amazing. Mm-hmm. Great. It got pretty heated. Pretty heated there when uh, uh, yeah, Tim sure Heidecker called in, and yeah. just curious where things were at with you and uh, Tim. Seemed to kind of uh, fade out a little bit. I, don't, I just was curious on your stance because uh, it was a little heated with the. On cinema family, you know, it was just, uh, that was hard to see. A lot see of lonely nights of out there in, uh, North Dakota, right? Ice fishing, yeah. what do you do out there? Ice fishing? You live in one of those little cabins was, out on the lake? Six feet of ice, you drill down? You just sit in that was, little cabin? Yeah, uh, uh. Is that I, how you guys I, uh, roll out there? Fishing, ice fishing, yeah. It was big garbage night tonight, it was kind of exciting to get to, once every six months, we put out our big garbage. Uh huh. Yeah. So anything, I just finished anything, doing that. So the yeah. town will just pick up anything you throw out. Uh, anything. Then. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else you can? You know. You know, in, in North Dakota, also, you can do a thing like that. It's called the woods. The right? wo- what? The woods. No, it's a lot of open prairie here, Tom. Yeah. Open. 
Okay. Vistas. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so why don't you put some... Yeah, dust, uh, dust, uh, dust things, okay. you know, dust yeah. uh, bunnies rolling around. All right. Yeah. So what, do you, what, what, what kind of animals are you scared of at night out there, Gordon? Uh, ki- absolutely coyotes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. So you're worried about coyotes. They attack mm-hmm. people? They just kind of, you know, follow you around, and uh, they, you know, of course, the the howling is uh, terrifying. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. follow you around whether you want to or not, and they howl. Yeah, pretty much. Sounds like Bayonne, yeah. right? Not too different from it. Bayonne. Mm. I said Bayonne. What, are there animals in Bayonne, like street animals? Yeah, there or? are street animals in Bayonne. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of street animals. They do howl. And follow you around also. Uh huh. Do they gather at a particular place? Yeah, like? it's uh, this uh, quick check. <laughs> oh. This, this, this quick okay. check uh, off 14A. I say 14A. We have high. We have these highways here, like the Turnpike, the New Jersey Turnpike. Sure, that's a uh, uh, New Jersey Turnpike r- riding on a wet night uh, by the refineries glow. Where the great black rivers flow. I've, yeah. What are you, Bruce Springsteen? Well, I mean, that's how we learn about America, pretty much. From Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I had a car. I had a job. I had a whole lot of things, and I ain't got. He's going to be on Broadway now. Did you know that? Did you get your ticket? Of course, yeah. It sold out in... Uh, like thirty seconds. Then another two months came on. So what do you think like when that? you when you say did I get my ticket? What do you you say it sold out in thirty seconds? And then you ask me did I get my ticket? What do you think the answer yeah. is, Gordon? Well, you're pretty connected. I yeah, mean, look, you just had uh, hound say this. on there, and you I'll know, say I this, mean, Gordon. If I was connected, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sweating these partial view seats at these John Cale shows that are coming up at the Brooklyn uh, BAM. If anybody out there can get me a pair of seats to these John Cale shows that I don't have to worry about standing by a column at, and what, and what I take a look at a picture of him on my phone while I listen to it? Probably sound better up there. I don't know if you need to get real close to that guy. You know no, I'd like to be able to see it. To see it. Okay, there are obstructed view enough, seats fair. are the only things available, and they're probably even gone now. Hmm. Well, I mean, at least you're in the you're in the show, kid. Yeah, fair enough, Gordon. You who who's your big who comes through in town there and plays out there? Who do you who mm. do you get coming through the grassroots? Who's coming through? Grassroots. Who plays we had shows that, you're out not there? Uh, okay, so do you know Mark Knopfler? I do. Or straight. Yeah, his brother David Knopfler came mm. through. Okay. Yeah, solo show. Okay. Yeah, excellent guitarist. Excellent. The, the brother of the Does guy the thing, from Dire Straits. That yeah, David. He played with them for a little bit. Okay, yeah, played. I, they must have had some kind of brother thing go. I, I don't know what happened, but terrific show. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Um, Pat O'Brien, you know him. Pat O'Brien, the announcer. No, often gets confused. Yeah, it's a little confusing. No, he's a guitarist from Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, okay. He so came you, through. Boy, you're really getting yeah. the full range out there. Mm-hmm. The brother of the guy yeah. in Dire Straits and the guitarist from Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. 
um, Mark St. John. From Kiss. Now you're just making stuff up. Get off my phone. Best show, hi. Yeah. What do you say? Hi, yes, hi, welcome. You're going next? You're up. Okay, cool, thanks. To whom am I speaking? This is Rebecca. Rebecca? Yeah. Hi, Rebecca, how are you? I'm good, Tom, how are you? I'm good, and where are you calling from, Rebecca? I'm calling from Southern California. From Southern California. Yeah, about 90 miles outside of L.A., kind of near Santa Barbara. And what's going on tonight? Um, I was calling because I have one from the topic. Of the angriest people? Yeah. Uh, actually, I was going to say Winnebago, man, but that you already said that. So um, I was going to say the rapper DMX. Yeah, that's pretty good. DMX is a good one. What? Right? <laughs> yeah. Every time he's just angry and screaming yeah he's screaming about your dead body a whole lot (laughs) fair amount a lot of his raps seem to be about your dead body yes yeah not you rebecca no 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 the the person he's rapping at so how are they even hearing it right yeah he's talking about how you're dead (laughs) yeah Let's put DMX on the list. 41, please. Yes, please. Great call, Rebecca. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Have a grand evening. You too. Thanks. We're almost there. It's almost time. Oh, that was Hound, right? I told you that. I told you the album was good. That song was called Death Lends a Hand. It's hot stuff, man. Not a lot of people can rock like that. Born Under 76 is the album. Well, my friends, we're getting there. Hold on, let me see if I have one sound effect for this thing. No, that's not it. Is that it? No, that's not it, sorry. I'm figuring this stuff. Look, we're doing it all. We're making everybody happy. No, that's not right. All right, it's time for the 2017 Podcast Hall of Fame inductee ceremony. And I'm going to throw it over. To kick it off, our announcer, 
Now, who's calling, Mike? Who is that? Who's jumping the gun? All right, let's get it rolling. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our announcer for the evening, Jason Dudio Gore. Welcome to the 2017 oh podcasting. Start over. You flubbed the start off. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to the 2017 Podcasting Hall of Fame inductee ceremony, a night in which the best and brightest in podcasting are honored with immortality. Now, your host, Tom Sharpling. All right. Thank you, everybody. Hold on. Wait. I got to get that. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. That's not right. Stupid music playing. What's that? Stop that. Hold on. There it is. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to the 2017 Podcasting Hall of Fame Award Ceremony, the inductee ceremony. Tonight, we are going to honor the best and brightest of all podcasting and... uh I know you might think it's going to be, if we're going to honor the best and brightest, brightest of podcasting, it'll be a very short night. <laughs> no, no, there's a lot of shows we're going to honor tonight, so we will, let's get underway with it now, and I uh, thank you all for coming tonight. It's an honor to, to be here for this inaugural ceremony. And... uh what a better way to get the night started than with a little music. I said a little music. Have a good time tonight, everybody. Sure, mics, laptop, a few comedians that like to talk, chit chat, shoot the breeze. Two hours go by with the cheese. They come running just as fast as they can. Cause everybody's crazy about a podcast man And that's podcast, comma, man People, podcasts is not, are not just for men Everybody loves podcasts of all Oh, oh wait, hold on They come running just as fast as they can Cause everybody's crazy about a podcast man Wolf, Max Fun, so many choices when you're on the run. Hamburger Men, how'd this get made? You've got the podcast to keep you feeling great. They come running just as fast as they can. 
Because everybody's crazy about these podcasts, man. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to the 2017 Podcast Hall of Fame induction ceremony. It is a proud night here at the Adam Carolla Theater. It is so great to see so many of your faces. Actually, it's not that great to see so many of your faces. You all, they say there are faces for radio. You all have faces for podcasting. And what does that mean? I don't know, but it's a little more insulting somehow, right? It means you're not getting paid. Shirts, cargo shorts. Kevin Smith likes to wear his jorts. Headphones, earbuds. So many shows to hear that you love. They come running just as fast as they can. Cause everybody's crazy about these podcasts, man. Oh, thank you, thank you. What a what a great night. So many podcasts, so many people to be honored. And now, if I could, I'd like to bring back in the announcer, Jason Dudio Gore. All right. Okay. Good to be back. Uh, it's good to have you back. So, uh, this is the first one to, well, you can announce the first, the one I put the one next to. Can you announce the first inductee into the 2017 podcasting Hall of Fame, please. The first inductee into the 2017 Podcasting Hall of Fame, Hollywood Handbook. Producer Sean Clements, Hayes Davenport. Yes. There they are. Congratulations to Sean and Hayes. And now I would like to say a few words about Hollywood Handbook, if I could. I would say, when you think about Hollywood Handbook, you think about two words. Two words sum it all up. Two words that capture the fancy. The fantasy. 
the fallacy about the business of show. Two words. Oh, wow. And after 200 episodes, we are the ones saying, oh, wow. Oh, wow, with their bawdy senses of humor. Oh, wow, with the wet willy to the societal mores of a respectable genre. Oh, wow, indeed. Sean Clements and Hayes Davenport have assumed the roles of the enfant terrible of podcasting. The little boys that dip a classmate's pigtails in the inkwell. They are the mischief makers. They are the imps. They are the vomit on the carpet of the Emmy Awards. And I would like to welcome up to the podium one half of the Hollywood Handbook team, the host of Hollywood Handbook, Hayes Davenport. Wow. Uh, thank you, Tom. Just a kid from Boston. You know? I just uh, wish uh, all the other kids from the old neighborhood um, uh, could see me now. I guess they are. I guess they are uh, listening to this, probably. Sully and, uh, and Jonesy and uh, all the gang. What a story. Oh, man. Uh, so, I, I did have something I wanted to say. Um, I was told uh, not to get political with this stuff, but um, I do. Uh, I, I have a, a message for uh, a certain commander in Cheeto. This night represents everything that you don't. This media, podcasting, uh, unlike Mr. Trump, is not beholden to big business, especially not a very small number of businesses that controlled 95% of the ad revenue without which the entire media would cease to exist. We represent diversity uh, in our uh, listener base and especially in our community of hosts. Uh, so I call upon all of the, the luminaries of the podcasting world, Earwolf, Nerdist, Feral, Headgum, Gimlet, Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, to publicly ban Donald Trump from listening to any more of his favorite podcasts. No more Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. No more Another Round. And then we'll see if he changes his tune with some of this stuff he's been doing. Now I fully expect to wake up tomorrow morning and find some schoolyard insults directed at me on Twitter. But I know that the rest of the podcasting community will stand behind me. They all know who I am. Uh, and this is what we do in this, in this community. We support each other. And that is what tonight's all about. 
Um, I, I would, I haven't been listening, so I, I, uh, I can't congratulate the other people who have won. Maybe it just started. Uh, but this is, uh, on behalf of Sean and I, thank you so much to the, to Tom and the whole podcasting academy. Congratulations. Um, thank you, Tom. Hayes Davenport Hollywood Handbook 2017 Podcast Hall of Fame inductees. Wow, that was, that was stirring. Now, Pat, would you come in, please, to announce the, uh, one of the, uh, distinguished, uh, categories. Not a, not a straight Hall of Fame inductee, induction, but, uh, if you could read this one and then say who the winner is, who, who the, Inductee is. And now, the Neil Armstrong Vanguard Award. Honoring vision and genius in podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Sharpling. Oh. 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 Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Thank you. Thank you. I I got into this for... I got in, I didn't get into this for the applause. I, I, this is not why I started doing the best show all those years ago, but you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> thank you for the, thank you. This is an honor and I share this with everyone out there in the podcast world. Thank you. Now, let me get the next, uh, let me just write this so it can be, get the next person up. So everybody, how's this going so far, Mike? Is it stirring? So, uh, let's bring in, uh, the announcer. Please. This is the 2017 Podcasting Hall of Fame inductee ceremony. Do you have your paper by any chance? My paper. Yeah. Did you Did you leave with? Oh no. Here it is. Never mind. I have it. I give it. Okay. Don't worry. All right. Calm down. All right. I think I'm gonna move. Uh, I think I'm going to flip one because I'm waiting for somebody to call in here. Let's go to... This one will be... It has a two next to it. That's what I'm doing right now? Yes, please. Our next 2017 Podcasting Hall of Fame inductee. The Wally Wackerman Pupcast. Producers, Wally Wackerman, Zach Walliner. Well, 
Some call him the most annoying presence in all of broadcasting. The very sound of his voice makes them beg for the sweet release that only death can bring. Others think he's a genius, hanging on his every word as if it was wisdom from on high. But love him or hate him, Wally Wackyman is undoubtedly one of the most commanding figures in all of podcasting. The mark he left on the genre with his annual broadcasts is undeniable. Will he ever record a third episode? We can only hope because the voice of this purple puppet is one we need during these trying times. Is Wally Wackyman here to accept? Hello? Yes, Wally Wackyman? See on Twitter, anyone. I don't have access to Twitter. Is Wally Wackyman out there? What's that? He's not calling in. I, I mean, he's not calling you. Can anybody get an update on Wally Wackyman, please? Let's see. We have an ETA on Wally Wackyman. No? Nothing? Well, then... Excepting for Wally Wackyman, Gary the Squirrel. Thank you, thank you. It is an honor to accept this award from my friend Wally Wackerman. And I am going to take it and sell it online to the lowest bidder. Wally Wackman could not be here. I guess he doesn't care about podcasting. It's sick. He's stupid. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. You blew it, Wackyman! You blew it! Okay, he left. Our last announcer just left there. So let's see here. I'm moving through the award so far. All right, next up. Pat, could you come in here, please, to announce the next uh, Evergreen uh, category? And now, the award, the, the Phil Spector Producer Award, honoring excellence in, in producing. Just open up the envelope here. Oh my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, AP Mike, 
And stepping up to the podium is Gary the Squirrel to say a few words about AP Mike. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming to the awards. This is an honor. Stupid. Idiot. Moron. Pervert. Cheapskate. Dope. Creep. Jerk. These and many more phrases have been used over the years by the enemies of the winner of this award, A.P. Mike. I am gravely offended by this. A.P. Mike is one of the finest people I've ever met. He's a generous soul. Very talented. Very wise. His insights are second to none. I am fortunate to call him friend. Yet the criticisms continue. The names that they... And who are these they, anyway? The names they call A.P. Mike are sickening and revolting. Names like... Stupid. Idiot. Moron. Pervert. Cheapskate. Dope. Creep. Jerk. These names hurt me even more than they hurt Mike as his friend. From what I can tell you, he is well accustomed to the nausea that he provokes in a very small, very demented portion of the public. But I choose to focus tonight on the positive traits. I celebrate his talent, his courage, his celebration of the regular guy out on the street. Yet again, his critics choose to not focus on any of that. Instead, they show themselves to be very small, small people. They choose to zero in on cheap allegations and unfounded rumors. So, once again, they call him names. Stupid. Idiot. Moron. Pervert. (laughs) Cheapskate. Dope. Creep. And jerk. But don't listen to them tonight, Mike. Tonight, you have made it. Tonight, you are eternal. It is my honor to induct you into the podcast Hall of Fame. A.P. Mike! Let's hear it! Today, 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 I consider myself, 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 
the luckiest man, 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 in podcasting, casting, casting. Several years ago, a bunch of people brought forth on this continent a new form of entertainment, conceived in self-promotion and greed, and dedicated to the proposition that anyone with a cheap microphone can be funny or remotely interesting. We call this podcasting. Now we are engaged in the great podcast war, testing whether the best show or any other podcast can long endure. Tonight, we are met on the great battlefield of that war. We have come to induct the best in the field to the Podcast Hall of Fame, the final resting place for those foolhardy few who thought they could entertain the masses. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here. It is for us, the podcasters, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which those who speak into a microphone have thus far so nobly advanced. The The great task remains before us that from the podcasters honored tonight we take increased devotion to the cause of podcasting, that these Hall of Fame podcasters have not spoken endlessly into a microphone in vain, that the podcasting community under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that podcasting of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. I want to thank Tom Sharpling for sticking with me over the years. He was so showbiz savvy when we met during the first show we did together that I thought it would be my last appearance on the best show. And now here we are, 12 years later, still toiling in the ditch. (laughs) Thanks for giving me a chance, Tom. I want to thank my parents. Who knew that when they copulated that the fruit of their loins would be an internet podcasting legend? Thanks, Mom and Dad. I want to thank Dudio and Pat Byrne. Scratch that. They had nothing to do with my rise to the top, and they cut into my snacks. I want to thank the callers. Without your base materials, I couldn't have shaped you into the art that you became. I want to thank the guys at H&H Pub who kept asking me as I worked on this speech today, what are you doing, homework? (laughs) Lastly... I want to thank all the fans who have shown their love by logging on to apmikebandcamp.com and purchasing my songs and merch. Still available, by the way. And I can't deny the fact that you like me. Right now, you like me. Thank you. AP Mike. Congratulations. And I also want to say... Starting tomorrow, when can we announce the uh, special sale? Uh, yeah, I would love, yeah. Tomorrow. I know you used to be able to go to apmike.bandcamp.com to get Mike's headshots for $10. Starting tomorrow, this is no joke, at apmike.bandcamp.com. You will be able to get limited edition podcast Hall of Fame signed headshots with a gold marker that will say 2000. Mike will sign them, AP Mike, and underneath it he will sign 2017 podcast Hall of Fame. <clears throat> and those will be double the price, $20.
That is not a joke. Those headshots will be available. Very limited basis. Limited to the amount of you who order them. Now, can the announcer please come back in? And we have... Has anyone heard from Wally Wacky Man? No, not a not a soul. Not even on Twitter. Thanks for the mention, Mike. The next podcast to be honored tonight. Let's turn it back over to announcer Jason Dudio Gore. And the next inductee into the 2017 Podcasting Hall of Fame. Talking to myself in the park with Claire O'Kane. Producer, Claire O'Kane. It's me, Tom. Let me say a few words, if I may. Let me say... Sometimes an artist takes years to grow. The journey from fair to good to great can take ages. It is a thrilling process to track. But once in a while, someone comes along and embodies perfection with their first effort. The name Orson Welles comes to mind. And tonight... To this very exclusive list, we add another name, Claire O'Kane. Wow. Well, okay, you're not supposed to talk yet. You're just listening to okay, my okay. thing. Okay. <clears throat> While she has only done one episode of her podcast four days ago, <laughs> she has tapped into the zeitgeist of a generation, perhaps even an entire country, with the debut of Talking to Myself in the Park. <laughs> Will we be looking back 75 years from now admiring Claire's dedication to the genre as she celebrates her 15,000th episode? Or will she abandon the show by Halloween? Only time will tell. But for the time being, let us savor our fortune to live in an era in which Claire O'Kane calls herself podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, Claire O'Kane. Hello. <laughs> that was beautiful. Do you want to say a few words? Um, I'd like uh, to thank all of my podcasting heroes. Uh, Anthony Kumia, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, uh, God... The greatest comedian podcaster of all. And, you know, uh, you're okay. Uh, thanks for the laughs. Inspirational laughs. Um, yeah, you know, I started this podcast thinking I'm going to be like those guys. The great. These are my guys. When Mark Marin asked me someday, hey, who were your guys? You know, it's going to be that list that I just listed. And, um... I was inspired. I thought everybody's got a podcast. I think I need a podcast. And in this one, I'm just going to talk to myself. Because I don't, I don't know anything else, but a good old me and the park. And um, that's what I know best. You know, urban nature and myself. And so that's what I decided to do. 
I'm glad you like it. Yes. <laughs> but now you're in the Hall of Fame. That's crazy. Congratulations, Claire O'Kane. That's very cool. And uh, do I have to say anything else? Or? No, that's it. That's enough. Okay. Do, I, do I have to say anything else? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Claire O'Kane. Congratulations. We will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Congratulations. All right. We're well into the ceremony now. What a what a great night. A great night. We're all having a good time. Pat, could you please come in and to to uh induct the next the next uh Category. And it's very touching to see how Pat carries his laptop around as if he's worried it's going to get stolen when he comes into the studio. That you can't leave it unattended in the best show studios. No, I, I actually prepared something. That's what I oh, okay. Should I do that? Sure. I'm thrown off. I don't want to go. No, go ahead. It's all... Is it is it is it relevant to the? Of course. I think it's the floor is yours. This is for the Lewis and Clark Podcasting Pioneer Award. What is a pioneer? The internet website Wikipedia defines it as follows: to develop or be the first to use or apply a new method, area of knowledge, or activity. When one thinks about pioneering achievements in podcasting. A few names come to mind. Steve Jobs. Carl Malamud. The list goes on. But only one podcast has shown nothing but consistent breakthroughs in state-of-the-art technology and new approaches in live streaming as well as podcasting science. For this year's award, we are proud to award the Pioneer Award to none other than the original podcast pioneer himself. Come on up here, Tom Sharpling. Get up here. You earned this. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what an honor. I cannot believe. For me to win the Lewis and Clark Podcast and Pioneer Award, this one means something to me, guys. This one means something because this is, this is about the journey. This one's about the journey, and I do not take it lightly. I thank you one, I thank you all. Thank you! All right, right, now... Now it's time. Let's welcome to the uh, to the stage. It's fun to. We're all having a great time. It's a little serious tonight here with the podcast awards. 
So it, it might be a good time for uh, for a couple chuckles. So why don't we bring to the to the uh, to the stage a, a, a very popular comedian. He's uh, a national act. He's uh, the host of his own podcast, Thought Spiral. It is my distinct honor to welcome to the to the stage comedian Andy Kindler, everybody. Well, thank you, Tom. Are you ready to get roasted? It's time for State of the Podcast Industry. And by the way, if you want to hear the show tonight, uh, the award show, uh, you can catch it. It's going to be on Stitcher's new Double Speed channel, where you can hear all your favorite podcasts at double speed. Tom, Chris Hardwick has a new uh, podcast. It's called Talking Talkin Podcasts. And on Talking Podcasts, he interviews people as they are listening to the podcast currently. Now, you know, Sam Harris, everyone's hip, hip, uh, hip Muslim basher. He has a, uh, a podcast, and it's called Waking Up with Sam Harris. And, uh, by the way, that's what I, that's what I do about two minutes into his show, three hours later, I wake up. This is boring. Hey, hey everybody, are you triggered on campus? Are you, are you on campus, but you don't, you don't get to hear all your favorite Nazis? Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla have a new podcast it's called Campus Free Radio. And they, you'll get all their favorite dictators. Or you'll get Paul Potts' audio book. You'll have Hitler's reading of Mein Kampf. If you're aching for speech, free speech on, on the campus, check that out. Kevin Smith. Who, wa- who can't get enough of Kevin Smith? Um, he has a new podcast on the Watching Paint Dry uh, channel, and it's called 24-7-365. 365. He leaves a recorder on all year, all day, and then just releases it. Coming up soon, fall. Uh, also, you can get the director's cut where people around him who are cursing will curse as well at that too. Okay, that was a little weak. Uh, let me see if I have anything else. I'm doing so well. Oh, uh, Ricky Gervais, the great Ricky Gervais, he has a new podcast. Everyone loves his, uh, his, uh, how amazingly, uh, warm he is. And he has a new one called the Fat, the Fat Shaming Fun Hour, where, uh, he talks to people and they make fun of, of people's weight for a full hour and there's prank phone calls, makes fun of people they don't even know that they're, uh, that they're being called. And also, for those of you who can't get up early on Saturday mornings, to be slightly amused by wait, wait, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ee, ee, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, don't tell me. If you want to listen, if you want to be slightly amused at any time during the week, you can get the uh, ooh, ooh, ah, ah podcast. And that's it. That's it from me, Tom. I have more, but I'm sure I'm over. Wait, hey, Kinla. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Hey, Kinla. Yeah, what's up? It's Gary. <laughs> really? Gary, what's up? Hey, I got a couple of jokes for you. Okay. Why did the podcaster cross the road? I, I don't know why. I don't know, but it'll tell him, it'll take him 90 minutes to tell you. 
Now everybody, Andy Kimmer has his own podcast, Thought Spiral. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. You don't have to plug it. When I listened to it, I couldn't believe it was a new podcast. It sounded like Why a show that? that had been on for years. <laughs> Tired, out of ideas. <laughs> oh, now that's not nice, Gary. I'm just starting on my podcast career. You don't want to discourage me. One you more. Talking about this. It's just a conversation with me and my friend Josh for two and a half hours. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're welcome to talk to your friend Josh. You just don't have to hit that red button that says record. Well, we've, that's been, uh, most of our feedback suggests that. Yeah. One more joke I got for you. Okay. Jimmy Pardo walked into a bar. Hopefully it hit him in the throat so he can't do his podcast anymore. Get it? <laughs> that's a little that's a little harsh. Get it? Get it. Get, get it. it. Andy Kimmer, everybody. Host thank you, thank spiral. you. Thank you for the great crowd. Thank you so much. Well, everyone, we've been having a good time here. It's, uh, it is important though to, uh, hold on. Let me just get the next person ready. It is, uh, important. To remember the, uh, the people who are with us, we treasure them, but we also need to remember the podcasts that we have lost over the last couple of years. So if we could take a moment to, uh, to honor the memories of a few of the shows that we have lost. If only this thing would play. Here it is. I will remember you. Will you remember me? Don't let your Today's episode of the Fogelness Files is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com slash Fogelmust and enter offer code LASERDISC at checkout. A better web starts with your website. Welcome to the Fogelness Files. My name is Jake Fogelness. I'm a professional. Today on the show, David Crumholtz. I will remember you 
approved bozos, Ben Kinney and me, James Buckley. You're listening to By the Way in Conversation with Jeff Garland. Each week, we have somebody who's in conversation with me. We're in a conversation, and you're there. Like I'm having lunch, and you're sitting at the table with me and whoever my guest may be. So uh, sit back and enjoy, and it's an honor and a pleasure to have you. The darkness deepened in this night gave me everything you had all you gave me life and I will remember you. Hello and welcome to the Holding Core Podcast. My name is Karen Herzog. I'm Greg Gather. Hey, and we're back. I told you guys that we'd be doing this yeah. semi-regularly. Yeah. Greg, I told you. Huh? We told you. Yeah, we told you so. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you didn't believe us. Yeah. Dude, we're back and we're for real this time. Yeah. How do you feel for doubting us? Don't doubt. I let my haters be my motivators. (laughs) I'm motivated to do this podcast once a month with my buddy Greg. Touching. Announcer, please come in. Wow. I believe there's one more category left. There's one more. I'm being told there's one more award to be given out tonight. Hello? Hold on. The announcer's going to say which uh, award, which (laughs) show is left. This is the final one. Yes. The final inductee into the 2017 Podcasting Hall of Fame. The best show. Producers Tom Sharpling, John Worcester, Michael Lisk, and Pat Byrne. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wait. Is there somebody? There seems to be a a mission there. there. Wait, let me see. Yeah. Tom Sharpling, John Worcester, yeah, there's that name. Mike, and Pat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Martine. Oh, Ellis, okay. Martian Newmeyer. Okay. Yeah. There's um, probably one more. One more. Yeah. Oh! Jason Dudio Gore. There it is. Yes. There we go. So I, I want to welcome to the to the stage to induct the best show. Julie Klausner, everybody. 
Uh, should I wait for the applause? No, or? it's all yours. The applause is fading down already. Oh, okay. It's down. Very late. Very late here. Um. Okay, here's... Okay, congratulations. You know, since Bill Clinton was president, I guess, a man from New Jersey decided to tickle the ears and minds of at least a thousand dudes. He is so special to me and has not only changed the game, but he probably invented it too. Here's a poem I wrote. Each Tuesday night, I prick my ears to the audio car Tom Sharpling steers. His wit, his smarts, his points of view are on display for all of you. And even though he yells at callers... He loves us all more than HBO loves the show Ballers. Congratulations, Tom! Oh, oh my God. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'm going to sing. Thank you. Thanks for inducting me. Into Congratulations. The you learned Hall it. Fame. Thank you. My friends. What an honor. What an honor to make it into the Podcast Hall of Fame. We did it! And what a trip. Wow, what a trip, man. Over 2,000 hours of this show, huh? And it started from humble beginnings. Just me on WFMU writing comedy with John Worcester and trying to make people laugh. And look at us, here we are 17 years later, what a ride, what a ride. You know, I look at this show as a place I can go to have a good time, to share my week. With the listeners, and they can do the same with me. We laugh, we have some fun, we go on living our lives, and then we come back and do it all over seven days later. And it's a show that, in a place that has allowed me to express myself in the most pure form ever. The calls that John Worcester and I have been doing are so special and unique. Do others try to do what we do? Yeah, there's a few imitators out there. Have some of them gotten further than the best show has gotten? Yeah. But people will realize once we're gone what we made. We keep going and we keep growing. And has this show been smeared by digital rags like AV? I'm not going to read this part. This show is a beacon. This show is the light that penetrates the fog of talentlessness that you get in far too many places. So wherever a bunch of dudes sit down at a table and start blathering about anything with no preparation, you have been sold a bill of goods, my friend. Whenever a podcast features the same six dumb comedians over and over, goofing around about who knows what in a sloppy, careless manner, you have been ripped off. So yeah, it might seem fun to jump ship and hang out with the new kid in town. Maybe the new kid's telling you about an unsolved murder. Or maybe they're telling you about onion rings at a fast food restaurant or reviewing every 
uh, reviewing Back to the Future one minute at a time. And it's fun. That's the new kid. They're exciting. But you know what? Your mom tells you, stay away from the new kid. The new kid's bad. The new kid will steal your toys when you're not looking. Go back to the kid across the street. The one who's lived there your whole life. That's the kid you can trust. That kid is the best show. Thank you, everybody, for honoring the best show tonight. And it is a hall of champions that we are all in. And we cannot ever have this taken away from us. They can strip everything from us. They cannot take away the fact that we are all in the podcasting Hall of Fame USA. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast Hall of Fame induction ceremony tonight. I appreciate it. Any tickets? Did you figure out who should win the tickets? These podcasts. It was star studded. Star studded. Podcast Hall of Fame. What a night. What a night. And now I'm watching everybody leave. And I also do want to apologize. The Dudio for the oversight on the list of producers. And I am saddened to announce tonight in the immemorium there's one more name that needs to go. It's this is a sad one, my friends. This is a sad one. Let me just add this here. Hold on. You can come in with that name. If you got it. I'm saddened to announce tonight. But Wally Wackyman is dead. He is the first posthumous member of the Podcasting Hall of Fame. He apparently was trying to sell reverse mortgages fraudulent reverse mortgages and it caught up to him and his body was just found in the meadowlands you will be missed Wally 
you will not be forgotten. Okay, Pat. Who's the who's the winner of the tickets? Mark loves you. So Mark loves you. Send a, can you follow him and he can send a DM to the to at Sharpling? Okay, good. Then Mark loves you. Congratulations. You won a pair of tickets to see Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett in Jersey City at the uh at the Lowe's Theater November 6th. And uh we will contact you about getting the tickets and I want to thank everybody for listening. We're going to do the half hour power next, right? Yeah. Let's go right into it. We got our friend Perry Shaw will be here for that. And, you know, my friends, I guess, uh, I guess we're just at one of those points, huh? We're just at one of those points where, you know, you know how it goes. Right, Mike? You know how it goes. Look, we had an award show tonight. It was nice. The best show. It's finally recognized in the podcast Hall of Fame USA. And I need to say USA to differentiate it from the other podcast Hall of Fame. Sure, does it feel a little cheap that I had to start my own award show to give myself an award? Yeah, it does. Do I look at where I'm at and say, yeah, you know, not everybody else is doing that to get some uh, glory? Yeah. Where you're at, what are you going to do? where I find myself I don't love it think I love it look think I love it no I don't love it but you know what sometimes you realize you look yourself in the mirror and you realize awards it's stupid to win an award hall of fame what's that mean I don't know I don't know. You know what it means? It means forever. And hey, look, Piazadora's husband b- b- bribed the Golden Globes back then. So she'd win Best Newcomer back for the movie Butterfly. That's what awards are. You think half these celebrities show up to these things like they don't show up to an award knowing that they won it? That's why they're in the building. It's a rigged industry. So yeah, we're one scooch, we're one scooch dirtier than the way it actually is in the real world. So what? You know what the difference between us and them is too? This show actually is the best. That's the thing. It actually is the best. I know it. I've been here doing it. We got 2,000 hours of this thing in the book. I hear the other shows. I know it's the best. You got a guy like Nathan Fielder calling up. What do you think? He's, he, you think he's just uh, enjoying, you think he listens to the BS report with Bill Simmons? No. 
He knows this is where the goods are. He knows the best show's the real deal. You know it's a real deal. I know it is. We do this thing. Your listening and loving it is my award. And I take it. I do not take it lightly. And I treasure it. But I also treasure being in the Podcast Hall of Fame USA. Best show back next week. Call in for the half hour power and everybody's on hold now. Stay on hold. You'll be a part of the half hour power. Bye.